Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Number three, determine what you need to believe in order to create what you want. Now, this might be one of the most important things that you ever learn because everything in your life is created out of your belief system. That's right. Everything in your life is created out of your belief systems. So, for instance, in order to make a decision to buy a new house or to fly first class, you have to believe that the money to pay for those things is going to be there, that it's going to show up in your life. Not by just sitting on a couch and raising your vibration and it's going to show up, but by opportunity that you're willing to make a decision to step into in order to earn that money and bring it into your life. If you're starting a new career, you need to believe in your ability to learn in order, in order to be successful. Now, once you determine what you need to believe, then you have to go back to number one, which is make a decision, and you have to decide that you're going to believe it. Most people don't know that they can literally change their beliefs by deciding that they're going to believe in something that serves them and disregarding a belief that they have about something that doesn't serve them. You literally can decide. It's actually that simple. Make a decision. I'm going to believe that I live in an abundant world. I'm going to believe that I can be successful. I'm going to believe that I am a wonderful, worthy, worthy, loving human being. I'm going to believe that money flows into my life with little effort. In other words, I don't have to work hard and long for it to happen, but I do have to work, and it's going to flow in in great abundance. Um, Believe that you're surrounded by absolutely wonderful, beautiful, compassionate, caring, driven, visionary human beings. You can choose to believe these things. You can believe yourself back into health if you're sick right? So whatever it is that you believe, take a quick analysis of it. Ask yourself, is it serving me? If it's not, get rid of it and, decide, and write down, make a list with a, with a pen and a paper. Make a list. Here's what I'm going to, to choose to believe about my life going forward. The other thing is, I think a great benefit um, to changing your belief is that when you change your belief, it forces you to change the stories that you carry around around the belief that keep the old belief that's not functioning in your life. It, the stories keep it alive. So when you create a new belief, you have to also create a story about why that belief is going to take you where you want to go. What's going to happen when you get there? How happy and grateful are you right now that everything that you want in the universe that you really truly desire to be, do, and have is coming to you uh, with great abundance every day? Okay, perfect. That's what you're going to do. I'm going to decide to believe uh, in what it is that I really want for myself. Number four, number four, take action on the first thing that you become aware of. Now, why is this important? Because the first thing that we want to do when we start to think about moving forward is procrastinate. Um, People do this all the time because there's this hesitancy to avoid change. You know, whenever we change, we have to give up a little bit of control. And 
the truth is, is that most people actually have control issues. They know very well how to control their life and all the problems that they have in it. And they can manage those problems very well. They also manage their misery pretty damn well also. And they manage the ability to convince themselves that they're not actually that miserable when they really are. So it's a really interesting thing that when the universe is always sending you the next step, that we say no to it. We tell people, we make great vows of amendment that we're going to change and we're going to do something different. The universe sends us the opportunity to do it, and then we say no. And then, and then when we say no, we have the perfect story that goes with it. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. My spouse won't let me do it. I can't do it right now. It's not the right time. God doesn't want me to do it. Just think about what reason you use all the time. But if you do something different with number four, if you take action on the first thing that you become aware of, the universe is actually bringing you everything that you need in order to be, for you to make a quantum leap to the success that you want in your life. But you have to say yes to that first thing. So you're probably already getting an idea of something uh, to change or to do. That is your soul telling you where to go first, okay? When you feel it on the inside, when it starts affecting your thinking, you can start to see the opportunity on the outside. Write it down and take action on it immediately. My mentor used to say to me, don't even look sideways. Make a decision and step into the opportunity immediately because it is going to present you with everything that you need. One other thing I want to add to this is that... Um, the, you have to understand something, that everything is happening at the exact right time. There is no wrong time. We like to say that there's a wrong time because it doesn't feel comfortable for us. But actually, everything is happening exactly at the right time. So having said that, that, that everything is happening exactly at the right time, we also have to understand um, something very, very important. So if the thing that's coming to me something that I desire. It's an opportunity for me to move to the next place. The universe is sending it to me, this opportunity, at exactly the right time. That means that everything in the universe around whatever that thing is had to align itself perfectly to meet you in the perfect place right now, right when it's presented to you. When you say no to it, you have no idea the amount of delay that you could be causing in order for it to come around again in a way that's going to be as beneficial because you're so open to it when it shows up. So that's something very important to know. We cause great delays in our success because we won't say yes to the opportunity when it shows up. All right, onward. Number five, number five, follow the action all the way through. The first action will lead to the second, which will lead to the third, and so on. Don't stop until those actions resolve themselves. Now, you may experience uncertainty along the way. That's perfectly fine. Um, because it may take two, three, or four steps before you actually start seeing the, road, the, the results, I mean. But the thing is, is that when you start to take the action you're going to be presented with obstacles. You, could call those, you can call them obstacles, you can call them challenges, um, you can call them difficulties, whatever word you use for it. It's some kind of an obstacle or a challenge that you have to overcome. Well, what did we say before? 
that we learn through making mistakes. So as the obstacle or the challenge begins to show up, that's going to cause us to grow. We make a decision to learn how to move through it. We learn how to move through it, and we grow. When we run into the obstacle, if we run into the obstacle and we come from this weird premise that's out there these days where we think, oh, no, everything should just be easy. I shouldn't have any obstacles or challenges. That's not how the spirit or universe works. That's not accurate. That is not accurate. Remember this, the obstacle or the challenge is not happening outside of you, it's happening inside of you. If you already knew how to overcome the obstacle and the challenge, it wouldn't be an obstacle and a challenge. It's only an obstacle and a challenge to you because you haven't learned how to do it yet or move through it yet. Very, very important to understand that. So you don't say no because if you say no, you go backwards again. Everything stops, right? It's, it's kind of like the universe is completely deductive in nature and so is spirit. So when you say no, the universe says no. When you say yes, the universe says yes. So the idea is that when you, when you reach the obstacle or challenge, you follow it all the way through and you keep going to all the way to the end so that the next step uh, can, can, can show itself. Another thing you want to avoid with number five and following it all the way through is you don't want to get bright, shiny object syndrome. When does bright, shiny object syndrome show up? When it starts to get difficult. That's when it shows up. For those of you that don't know what bright, shiny object syndrome is, it's when you take on or make a commitment or a decision to do something, and all of a sudden you run into a difficulty, and then something else grabs your attention that's going to make it look easier. It's never easier. It's never easier. You'll get involved in something else. You'll stop what you're doing. You'll go invest and do something else. You'll find a challenge there. Then something else will come along and make that look easier. And before you know it, you're spending all this money on all these different things and never doing the thing that was in front of you to begin with because you keep looking for an easier way because you don't want to overcome or, or, or be able to learn and walk through and grow through that challenge. Extremely important. All right, let's move on. Number six, number six, realize that your next step won't be shown until you take action on the one you're facing. Just as you have decided first before you see your path, you also have to take the current step before the next one is revealed. This is called living by faith, okay? And it's unquestionably imperative when you're following a divine path. Once you get past your initial fear, You'll start having fun because life is a constant adventure and you're guided in this direction. But let me, let me emphasize this idea about faith for a moment because I could spend three, four days talking to you about this subject alone. I actually have an event that I do that with. Um, the, here's the, here's the, the idea. Number one, everybody's born with some measure of faith. Number two, it grows to a certain level and then it levels off. Um, number three, it's usually backed by facts that, that are physical facts or scientific facts and by a lot of false premises. In other words, there's a lot of superstition based in a lot of people's faith. So what does that do? It's not pure faith based on the divine, based on spirit, based on the universe, and how those laws govern the entire universe and the world and you in your physical body and your finances and your relationships and everything. It's based on the limitations of other people. 
And if your faith is based on the limitations of other people, you're going to find that you stop right where they stopped. You don't advance any further than your parents or your aunts or your uncles or your cousins or the kids that you went to high school with or anybody else. I've seen people become multimillionaires and then become stuck just for the reason that they forgot to work on their faith. They, they're, they're ready to literally make a big quantum leap. You know, I'm talking about maybe somebody that's earning a couple million dollars a year. Now they're ready to go to 100 million. And they can't see themselves getting there. They can't see themselves making that jump. You know, just a couple of years ago, they were making 20,000 a year. And they thought that a million or two was a big jump. Now they're at a million or two and they think 100 million is a big jump. Their faith needs to grow. Because that is what's going to carry you through everything that you don't know as you're going through it. Now, let me say that again. Faith is what's going to carry you through everything that you don't know as you're going through it. How much don't you know? Everything. When you're doing something new, there's very little, if anything, that you know about what it is that you're doing. So it requires that you work on your faith to be able to step into the unknown Accept what Spirit is sending to you, make a decision to do something about it, learn and grow through it in order to achieve the outcome that you want in your life. It is, it is one of the best lessons and it is often uh, so underplayed by so many people, but it, it's, it, faith is everything. We, you couldn't walk across the street without a measure of faith, right? So you already apply it to a million places in your life. Imagine what it would allow you to do if you could stretch it into what true faith really is. Really understanding the laws of the universe. Really understanding that everything is abundant. Really understanding that there are no mistakes. Really understanding that everything is coming to you in great quantities and abundance if you'll only say yes to it. And that judgment doesn't apply. In other words, if you make a mistake, even if you have a setback, there's no judgment. The only person that can judge you is you, right? Yeah, those voices came, got in your head by somebody else from your past. Who cares? You're the one that's running the story, not them. So if something happens and you go into self-judgment, now you have something else that you can do. Go into self-faith. Go into real faith. Study faith. Learn faith. Come study faith with us. Um, we'll teach you how to have great measures of faith so that you can achieve whatever you want. Okay, onward. Number seven, be a student always. Um, wow, this one, is, uh, this one is really something because, you know, I refer to my mentor. My mentor was, was Bob Proctor, and uh, I owe everything, really, that I've ever achieved since I met him to the teachings that he's taught me. He's a, he's a great and, and wise man, and I will always be grateful for what he taught me. And one of the things that he taught me was the moment that you stop learning, you start coming down. And he, he, he would say it in different ways. You know, He would say, the day that you think you got it all figured out is the day that it, you, you, it starts to be over. You, you have to realize you never have it all figured out, and you have to accept that. Okay, because we never have it all figured out. A matter of fact, the longer you live, the longer you, f the more you find out how much you don't, you don't have actually figured out. Um, that's why faith is important. That's why understanding the laws are important because it constantly pulls you through in the right direction for your life. But you have to be a student forever, because we, as long as we're alive, 
And as long as we have this magnificent uh, ability to uh, receive thoughts and create thoughts and receive ideas and build on ideas and make commitments uh, and follow through on those commitments, we have the ability to grow. Your mind can expand until the day you die if you, if you continue to be a student. It doesn't have to shrivel up and become weak like an unused muscle. Um, it can expand, it can become stronger, it can be more powerful, become more educated. There's no such thing as a stupid person. There is stupid behavior, meaning that that behavior is not going to get you where it is that you want to go and you're too stubborn to change it. But there's nobody that can't learn. Everybody can learn. And science, it's, it's kind of like the, 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 the people who believe in, in spirit or God or the universe or whatever, they've known this forever and science is just catching up because people even change their bodies by changing their thinking. And if you could change the cells in your body by the way that you think, you can change anything by the way that you think. You have to have the information in order to do it. How do you get it? By being a student, by studying. All the information that ever was or ever will be is 100% present in all places at the same time. But if you're not going to study, you're not going to get to it. So being a student is very important. And then, of course, you have to apply what you studied. Now, number eight, we're going to move on. Before going to bed each night, decide what you'll take action on the next day. List six of the most important tasks for the next day and do them in their order of importance. Don't move on to the second one until you've completed the first one. Now, I'm going to take that a little bit further, and I'm going to say that I would at least plan it out on a calendar, okay? Um, there's all kinds of people that are listening to this call right now. So what's really important is that you, you begin where you are as an individual. But most people do not have a structured day to walk into tomorrow. They have some things that they know to do, but their day's really not organized in any kind of way that's going to allow them to achieve much of anything. It's just going to give them more of the same. So you have to start to use tools that will allow you to do that. And structuring your day, either whether you're going to start off with the six most important things you're going to do each day, or you're going to structure it by a calendar, which is what I, I recommend the most. Um, it, it, I just, if you have a resistance around it, understand this. And I can explain this in more depth to you another time. I'd be happy to. The calendar doesn't restrict you. It gives you more freedom than you ever possibly imagined that you had because you're in control of what goes into that calendar. It'll also direct you in whatever success that you want. I had a guy say to me one time, probably 25 years ago, he said, show me your bank book or you know, what you spend your money on and your calendar, and I'll tell you what's most important to you in your life. And based on what's most important to you in your life, I can dictate what your future is going to be 20 years from now. Because what you do now is what's going to show up then, okay? So now we get to number nine. Number nine, make sure that you have a burning desire for what you want. All desires must be greater than the fear that has suppressed them. Now, let me say that again. All desires must be greater than the fear that has suppressed them. Now, this may sound like common sense, um, but it is really a divine principle. It really is. 
People frequently ask me, how do I know if I'm on a divine track? This is actually one of the ways. If you have a fear that is holding you back more than your inspiration to do something, then you don't have the right inspiration. But there's, there's, there's a catch to this. Fear is what's actually pointing the way in the direction that you're supposed to go. It's been written many times in many different ways that um, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, courage, and a sound mind. So we're not, we're not given direction. So we, most people interpret fear as stop, don't do that, you're going to get hurt. We're only born with two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. And because we're only born with two fears, all, it means all the rest of the fears that we, that we acquire in our life are learned. If you learned it, you can unlearn it. And if you understand that fear doesn't mean stop, it's actually pointing the direction that you want to go and we're talking about your success, then what is, that, what is the next step to that? The next step to that is growth. Growth. Because it should never be fear that stops you, right? An honest evaluation of something could stop you. You could look at something, two opportunities that come to you, and you can evaluate one based on where you want to go and say, yes, this is the one that has the, the potential to take me where I want to go. This other one does not. Here's the one that I'm going to take. But you're not going to make, no longer do you make the decisions from fear at any point whatsoever. Um, you have to learn to master your fear if you're going to be successful in any area of your life. Because if fear stops you, you have to understand exactly how it stops you. And I'll tell you briefly how it does this. Fear will cause you to focus on something that you're afraid of. And if there's nothing right in your environment in the moment, just wait five minutes and something will show up, okay? Once something shows up, what does the fear do? The fear then fires off a story in your brain about whatever experience you're having, whatever circumstance you might be involved in, uh, whatever result you may have that you're experiencing fear around. And what does it do? It tries to get you to agree with the circumstances of each of the events. Once you agree with those circumstances, the fear wins and it pulls you back to a place where you think you're safe. But that's not what's happening. You're not safe because you're actually going backwards. Fear comes out of that two million year old brain that we have, um, which has done not, that is not, that part of our brain that that subconscious, the amygdala part of our brain is only designed to keep us alive. Okay, that's why we have a higher consciousness. That's why we have the highest intellect on the planet, is to be able to move through those fears so that we can think through them. However. If you don't, like when I talked about becoming the student, always staying the student, most people never study why they should move past their fears. And their fears are based on a reality that they believe in, so they never move past them. They don't have any other information. If you don't ever have any other information and you can't apply it, then you're by ignorance, you're going to stay stuck in whatever fear it is that you're walking around with. So remember... There's only two original fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Every other fear is learned. It is not designed to stop you. It is designed to point you in the direction that you're supposed to go because it shows you where you need to grow. Okay. So in conclusion to all of this, I want you to remember something that I think is very important. 
you are lofty. I can't think of a better way to close this than with the, the quote by Marianne Williamson, which she wrote uh, in a letter to Oprah Winfrey when Oprah was first starting out. Um, it was then said that Nelson Mandela used it or whatever. Nobody really knows for sure if that's actually ac accurate. But, but here's, here's what she wrote. She said, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, or fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of spirit, royalty of God. And you were born, as Marianne says, to manifest the glory of God, which is in each and every person. In fact, um, as a course of uh, the Course in Miracles, which is what Marianne is very proficient in teaching, says, the truth about you is so lofty. I love this. This is one of my most favorite quotes. The truth about you is so lofty that nothing unworthy of God is worthy of you. Choose then what you want in these terms and accept nothing that you would not offer to God as wholly fitting for him. Now I'll read that to you one more time so you can really let it soak in. The truth about you is so lofty that nothing unworthy of God is worthy of you. Choose then what you want in these terms and accept nothing that you would not offer to God as wholly fitting for him or her. That means if it's not good enough for spirit, it's not worthy of you either. So don't allow it in your life. Faith is fundamental. In order to step into that brilliant vision and version of yourself, you have to believe that you're worthy. You have to have faith in a power greater than yourself. If you don't have faith, all you have is faith in your current knowledge or skill sets, skill sets which can only take you so far. But when you have faith in spirit, you can step into infinite wisdom. You have access to all of the knowledge in the universe. You can make the decision to take the scary step your soul has been urging you to take for days, months, or maybe even for some of you for years. You may still feel as though you're stepping off a cliff, but if you have faith, you'll do it anyway. And right before your feet, a bridge will start to appear. You will literally create the bridge as you go. The only question is, will you? Over the course of these four calls, I've been sharing with you all of the wisdom that is required to take you wherever it is that you want to go. But will you step into the biggest vision of yourself despite your fear? Will you shine and inspire others to do so as well? Will you say yes to your power beyond measure and be the person that you're supposed to be? Remember, you're lofty. And all you have to do is connect with your burning desire and step up into your brilliant self. This is David Nagel, and I hope to see you at a seminar very soon. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.